It's Becky Brown, and you're listening to episode 35 of the More Than Weight Loss Podcast. Welcome to the More Than Weight Loss Podcast. I'm your host, Becca Brown. I'm a certified life coach and a certified nutrition coach, and I'm here to make your weight loss journey easier, more doable, because why not? This is the podcast to listen to if you're a mom trying to lose weight, and especially if you're a mom trying to lose weight and you've tried before in the past, and that's felt really hard. I'm gonna teach you what you need to know from both the physiological side of things and the mindset side of things. Let's do it together. Okay, we're gonna jump right in. I am again in a closet in our Airbnb in Tennessee. We're having a great time. I just, I'm really excited about um, the episode today, but first, I just need to say one thing. I feel strange because I feel like I'm in the closet, the door's shut, so someone, one of my kids or my husband could be on the other side just listening to me, which shouldn't really make me feel uncomfortable, but it does for some reason. Anyway, I'm just going to keep going, trusting that they're not out there because they have a million other things they would much rather do. Here's what I want to say. We went hiking today. Tennessee is beautiful. This earth that God gave us is so beautiful. Tennessee is so green. I love it so much. And it's hot, but it's not unbearable. And the mosquitoes and like the, um, like the noceums, like all the bugs that like fly around your head and you can hear them buzzing, they're annoying, but they're not biting us and they don't have dengue fever to give us, which is so lovely. That is a thing in Jakarta. But the other thing is that I just have to say is that hiking with children is awful, right? Are you with me? I see people posting on um, Instagram or wherever about taking their kids on a hike. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And then sometimes my husband's like, we should go hiking. And I'm like, okay, like today. And then we're, you know, a quarter of the way in and I'm like, I'm out. How much longer? (laughs) And then I'm as annoying as the kids because I'm like, how much longer? How much longer? How much longer? We made it and it was fun and it was pretty. And I don't like it that much. But I did say to my husband while we were hiking, I was like, hey, one day, one day we're going to live in a place where we can go hiking easily. Like it won't be this crazy long drive or a trip to find a trail that we want to hike on and we can leave our kids behind or they'll be grown up and they'll be away from the house and it'll just be me and him. And I'm really looking forward to that. And I'm glad we took them hiking and that's all. (laughs) Okay. Here's what we're really talking about today. So last week, did you listen? You should totally listen, even though on the surface, it didn't sound a lot like it had anything to do with weight loss, but it did. And I explained it last week, but let me give you a quick recap. So it, it, it did have to do with it because it was an exercise in controlling and managing your brain that makes it easier for, to, for you to be who you want to be in your life and also get the results that you want to get. But it was an example used from... Um, well, from my old podcast where I did a lot of marriage coaching and relationship coaching, but it was from my own marriage um, and a time in our life that I thought was just awful. And my husband's like, oh, it wasn't that bad. And I was like, you know, it really was, <laughs> but we got through it and we're stronger as a result. <laughs> um, but just to give you a quick recap. Okay. So last week I talked to, or I, I put on a, um, it was an episode that I published in my last podcast 
when I was publishing the Military Wife podcast, and it talked about how to feel better, like when you're feeling terrible or something. I don't actually know what I called it. But it's basically like I had a time when I, my husband, I was at home with the kids. My husband was on this long-term TDY. He was gone, I think, in total like nine months. It was terrible. And um, I was fixing up the house and the kids were little and I was overwhelmed and like life was really hard. And I just felt terrible a lot of the time. And, and I realized that one of my main thoughts was that my husband didn't support me. And so in the podcast, I talked about how that for sure was an option. Like that was, that was one thing that I could have thought that made sense to my brain, but that was the thing that made it harder for me to have the relationship that I wanted to have with my husband. And I would say also at that time, things, I made things harder for me because of what I was thinking, because I was just going on the default, like whatever my brain was offering up. Then in the podcast, I talked, I kind of went through like, how I cleaned that up in my brain to make it easier for me to get to make it easier for me. I'm trying to say that in past tense. So back then it made it easier for me to um, enjoy my relationship and show up and get the things done that I wanted to get done and to have it not be so heavy and hard. Um, and so that thought, let's see. I always do this. I've got notes and I'm like, okay, what direction do we go in first? I like start in the middle of the page. I wish you were here. I'd show you my notes. You'd be like, there's something wrong with your brain. And I would be like, no, there isn't. <laughs> but I start in the middle and then I move to the margin and then I move up top and then I'm down at the bottom. I, <clears throat> there should be arrows. There's not. Okay. Here's the reason. So that's what we talked about last week. This week, I want to bring in a very specific example that relates to that but is more centered on weight loss so that you can see why, kind of why I published that last week, but also how it can help you in your life right now. So the, the idea is when you're feeling terrible. So when I was feeling terrible back then in my life, everything was harder. It was so much harder for me to do the things that I wanted to do, that I wanted to get done, that I wanted to accomplish, that I was working on, that I had kind of set up. Like we bought this house so that I could fix it up. So... <laughs> Because I was feeling so terrible and overwhelmed and stressed and kind of a little bit heartbroken about how my relationship was going with my husband, just that we weren't really getting along in the small amount of time that we were communicating each day. Um, because I was feeling bad and overwhelmed and sad and mad and all the things, um, it made it so much harder for me to show up and do those things that I actually wanted to do. The same is true of you right now, whatever goal you're working towards, whether it's weight loss or something else. If you can make, if you can <clears throat> exercise your ability to manage your brain and to tell the truth and to see what's actually true, oftentimes our brain focuses on one thing. Like last week, my brain was telling me my husband doesn't support me, but that wasn't even true. And I kind of showed that I kind of dissected that in my brain and was like, wait, that's not true. But maybe, maybe my brain wants to be like, well, okay, but it's kind of true. He's not supporting me in all the ways. Okay, but what else is true? What else is true here that I can look at and really focus on and practice thinking and believing so that then I feel better? Because when I feel better, then it's easier. Number one, it just feels better. Like I don't need to say that. But it makes it easier to do the things, to do the work that moves me or you towards the long-term goals. 
that you have, that I have, that we all have. Okay. So last week, it would have been totally normal for me to think when I kind of laid out what was happening, it was totally normal for me to think that my husband doesn't support me. In fact, if I had had conversations with friends, which I really didn't, (laughs) because I didn't want to be, I just didn't want to spend all my time bad-mouthing my husband. But if I had had conversation with friends back then, they probably all would have agreed with me. They probably would have sympathized. They probably would have been like, yeah, that's tough. It's so hard. Probably because number one, they were on my side, but also number two, there's not really a nice necessarily, like it's maybe a little bit tricky to be like, I hear that you're complaining, but let me just prove to you that the opposite is actually true. That's just not how (laughs) most social (laughs) interactions go. That's okay. And they would have all agreed with me, but with what I was going with, that things were, (laughs) can I get this out? Things weren't going well. He wasn't supportive. He should be doing things differently. But believing that, so it's normal that I believe that, but believing that was keeping me stuck and even more ingrained in my position that he should change. He should do things differently. Things weren't going the way they were supposed to. And it was his fault. And then, so then I was basically living in a situation where if he does things differently, if he had done things differently back then, then I would be able to feel better, which is like the exact opposite of being empowered. And I wrote at the top of my page of notes that feeling better. So what I just said, feeling better, when you feel better, it makes it easier to do the, th- the work that moves you towards your long-term goals. And I wrote under that empowered. So it's not that, it's not this idea of like false positivity or just like, let's just look on the bright side of things. No, it's because it's not even necessarily that we need to have positive emotions because I don't believe that at all. I think that we should have about a 50-50 mix of positive and negative emotions. What I'm talking about today is really this idea of like, how how can we create empowered emotions, emotions that are empowering, emotions that make it easier for us to do the things that we want to do long term, not the things that feel good in the moment, like sitting and scrolling to the end of Instagram, or going into the kitchen and, you know, taking the ice cream out and just the spoon and the the carton of ice cream. Although listen, we're in America, you know that already. We went to Culver's, do you know about Culver's? They have this ice cream there, it's so good. We went and bought several pints they're really good. But that actually has nothing to do with <laughs> what we're talking about. <laughs> but it's the empowering emotions. I'm going to stay on, on topic, I promise. It's the empowering emotions that make it easier for us to be who we want to be in the world, which I have to say, yes, it brings you towards, like it moves you towards hitting your long-term goals, which is great and fine. But the truth is, is it actually feels like it feels so much better to be doing the things that, that support what we want instead of getting in our own way, instead of kind of stopping us and making it harder for us to do what we want. That just, if I wish that I could like encapsulate that feeling, but it was like when I was so frustrated and overwhelmed And I knew that things needed to be done. And oftentimes this happened like during the day when my kids were in school, although I still had one with me um, because she was too little for school or at night, it would be like, oh, okay, I'm going to put the kids to bed tonight. This was such an exhausting time in my life. I'm going to put the kids to bed tonight and then I'm going to go and finish that one thing. And I'm going to use that power um, saw until I would like 
have to be like, okay, I can use the saw in the garage until 930. And I think the neighbors won't hate me, right? So it would be like, okay, I'm going to do that one project tonight after I get the kids to bed. And then I would get the kids to bed and I would sit on the couch and scroll my phone or go into the kitchen and eat food or whatever. And I wouldn't do the things that I had said I would do. So then that this idea where we're doing things against what we want, we're kind of standing in our own way. We're not, we're not, um, doing the things that we say we're going to do. It's such an uncomfortable feeling, which actually is, I believe far more problematic than, than hitting your goals or not which maybe is the subject of a whole nother podcast episode. But I want to give you, like I said, a specific example that that um, correlates a little bit more with weight loss to kind of show you. And this is one that I, I wrote down and it's loosely based off um, a conversation I had with a client kind of at the beginning of our work together, though I don't exactly remember the specifics. So it's kind of a loose interpretation of that. But picture this, we're on a call this client who's a lovely human being says, Hey, my weight's up. My clothes are tight. Things aren't fitting me. I'm not exercising. I'm not on a diet, quote unquote. Things aren't going well. And then she also said, and this was kind of the thought that I wrote down. She said, I'm just not taking care of myself. And, and I hate it. It's a big problem. I was like, okay. Interesting. Okay, so when you think that I'm not taking care of myself, then how do you feel? And like I said, just full transparency, I don't actually remember what she said. But I wrote this down as an example. If I was thinking that, then I wrote down that I would feel kind of full of self-loathing. Notice that feeling of self-loathing. And it could be embarrassment. It could be shame. It could be disgust. It should be, it could be any number of feelings. But whatever it is, that feeling is created by that thought that that client was thinking. I'm not taking care of myself. And, and I use this example because it's exactly like the thought that I used on last week's episode. Like, he's just not supporting me. Maybe but maybe not. And so I'm not taking care of myself, maybe, but maybe not actually. And I remember on this, on this um, coaching call, I was like, well, tell me about this. Like, did you brush your teeth today? Did you get dressed? Did you get out of bed? Did you? And we, we just made this really long comprehensive list of all the things that she was actually doing to take care of herself. Exactly the same as last week's episode where I was like, actually, well, he's doing this and he's doing that and he's doing that. As it turns out, he's actually supporting me quite well. And as it turned out for this client, she was actually taking really good care of herself in other ways. But let's go back. So I'm not taking care of myself, being the thought there. And then that creates the feeling of self-loathing. And then when you feel full of self-loathing, what do you do? Maybe you sleep in to the last possible minute. You don't exercise. You're not planning your food. You're eating whatever. You're not even really like getting a good dinner together. This is how it works for me. <laughs> Maybe you're spending time scrolling on your phone. You're window shopping online. I wrote that down and I was like, oh, yes, I do that when I want to feel better. I like will shop online and add to car, add to car, add to car, and I never check out. 
it's such it, I don't and I haven't decided I think there are times when that's like a pretty good outlet like oh that was kind of fun but then there are other times when I'm doing that instead of the thing that will actually get me what I want that will actually bring me like the joy and the peace and the daily like contentment that I want out of my life but then it's a problem right if it's getting the getting in the way of me doing those things so then eat mind mindlessly and then so all of those actions whatever they are for you, it might be something a little bit different, but generally it's those things. It's not doing the things that, let's say if she wants her weight to go down or she wants her clothes to not be so tight, none of those things are going to make that happen. So whatever the actions are. And then the, the, the last action I would say is that what happens is you're also strengthening the story of not taking care of you, right? When you think that. It's like you, the actions you do outside of your body, you're eating mindlessly, you're scrolling on your phone, you're not going to the gym, you're not, you know, planning your food, whatever. You're not kind of being mindful about your eating. But in your brain, then oftentimes you're using those actions that you're doing coming from the negative feeling that you created with your brain by choosing to believe that you're not taking care of yourself then you're in your brain, you're strengthening the story of you not taking care of you. Does that make sense? And then the result that you create with that is that you just continue to not take care of you. It just feels terrible. And like I said, this, this is just like last week, because the thought like I'm not taking care of myself is completely optional. And if we were having a coaching call right now, I could prove to you many different ways that you were taking care of yourself. And again, it's just one example. I'm not saying that that's what you think about yourself. But whatever it is that you're feeling, or sorry, if you're doing things like if you're not feeling great, if you're feeling some sort of negative emotion that's not empowering, well, then the question is, is what is it that you're thinking that's creating that feeling? And what else is true? Okay, so the question for you is really that you can just sit down and think about how are you feeling right now about your efforts to lose weight or to end emotional eating or to create a drama free relationship with eating or with exercise or if you're trying to build a really loving supportive relationship with yourself, whatever it is or 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 none of the above. How are you feeling about your efforts to do those things? What is your main feeling? And if it isn't an empowering emotion, meaning if it doesn't make it easier for you to do the things that you want to be doing in the long term, of course, I'm talking about here, not in the short term, not like eating ice cream after you put the kids to bed. That's what you want to be doing, but only in the moment, right? That's your lower brain who's like, hey, we should eat that ice cream or, um, but what I mean, like what you want long term, what you're so glad that you're doing, you don't necessarily want to do it that much in the moment. But what is is in such high service for you in the future, in the long term, like planning a whole um, planning dinners for the week and then making a grocery list or waking up and heading out for a morning walk or a morning run if you want. I'm, I'm a walker. Um, before the day really gets going. It's those kinds of things that you, when you do them, you're so glad that you did them. So then the empowering emotion, the empowering feeling is a feeling that makes it easier for you to do those things that you're so glad you're doing, that you're so proud of, right? 
um, if it's not empowering, if your main feeling around your efforts to lose weight or end emotional eating or whatever it else, whatever else it matters to you right now, if it's not empowering, then the question is, is what are you thinking about your efforts and what else is true? How can you create a more empowering emotion for yourself? Sometimes it's really helpful for you to just ask yourself, what is it that I want to be feeling? Like what would be, what would I, what would be so helpful? Because if we know that our feelings drive our actions, which they do, anytime you do something or don't do something, it's always because of a feeling, always. So like in the example I gave, uh, feeling self-loathing, then that feeling drives those actions. And these were example actions, but like sleep into the last minute, don't exercise, scroll your phone, eat mindlessly. All of those things are happening because of the feeling, self-loathing that comes from the thought, I'm not taking care of myself. So if you want to be taking actions that move you towards your goal, actions that you're so proud of, actions where you're like, I am being who I want to be. This is so fun, which literally it is really fun. So this episode might be a little bit over the top, but genuinely it is so fun to to decide who you want to be and then do it. So if that's not happening for you right now, if that's not coming easily, well, then what is it that you could feel? What feeling would drive that? For me, oftentimes it's certainty or, um, yeah, like if I go through a phase of not tracking my food and I really want to be tracking my food, I'm not doing that right now on this trip, but, um, tracking my food, I was like, oh, this is so hard. And then I'm like, but it's really not that hard, but it feels really hard right now. So then I decided, I was like, okay, what? I'm not doing it from a feeling. I don't, I think the feeling is overwhelm or apathy or something. What feeling would be really useful? And I decided that certainty. And I was like, oh, if I were certain about planning my food, if I were certain that planning my food and tracking my food would take me towards my goals, I'm like, I would totally do it. So then I was just like, oh, well, then I decided just, oh, tracking my food is the best thing I can do for myself right now and my goals. And then I felt certain, and then I started tracking my food. And when you get the emotion correct, like when you find an empowering emotion and you get a thought or a belief that feels true, that you can believe at least a little bit so your mind doesn't reject it, then it it was so much easier for me to just go and track my food. It was like not a problem. It's like this tiny, it's like the secret. Like if you get the correct emotion, everything is so much easier. But if you don't, it's like, why can't I do this? Why is this so hard? Why is this so hard? But it's simply an exercise of like, what do I want to be feeling? What would be really useful to be feeling right now? What emotion can I create for myself that would make it easier for me to do the things that I want to be doing? Okay, write that down. And then what can I think or believe that creates that feeling? So ask yourself, what is the feeling that you want if, if you don't already have an empowering emotion? And maybe you do, but you're not feeling it all the time. If you do and you're like, sometimes I feel that way. Well, then build it in practice to where you're thinking that and creating that feeling multiple times a day. Like put it in your phone, write it on your mirror, write it on your... I had a client once who 
no, it wasn't a client. Someone I knew, she had like things she needed to remember. She would tape it to a, the dashboard of her car. I was like, that feels really smart. I don't know why. <laughs> but put it where you're going to see it so that you can remind yourself to think that and create that feeling. But if you don't have it, you can totally create it. And it's as simple as managing your brain and deciding what it is you want to think on purpose and not just going on the default of like, I'm not taking care of myself or my husband isn't supporting me or whatever yours <laughs> might be. Okay. I'm so glad you were here. If you have, if, if you're wondering about this now, I'm not doing, um, consult calls right now, but if you, if you need help with this and you're like, I can't. I can't get it. I hear what you're saying, but it still feels out of reach. Would you just send me an email? I would love to help you over email. We spend, we're having a great time on this trip, but I'm spending a fair amount of time in the car. I would love to help you um, find, like identify what emotion would be helpful for you or offer some um, options for what you can think to create that feeling. So you can email me at hello at beccabrown.com. I'm the only one who reads my email. I read all of them. I'd be so glad to um, talk to you there. All right. Thanks for being here. We'll talk soon.